Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. And welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Luke Owen, D A D. Hello, Oliver Davis, uh, and uh, hello, Swaff Nation. How are you? The devil are you? I forgot how to do intros. How are you? <laughs> I'm tired, but but much less tired than I I was for SummerSlam. Well, that also weekend. SummerSlam was the end of like seven days worth of sports streams, including yeah. one 13 hour stream. And the return to the office. You know, there was a lot of stuff going on, you did, high stress stuff. You had done a all night stream on the Friday as well, doing um, X8 and Rampage. Ooh. So it's unsurprising that you were tired after SummerSlam. You had literally slept in the office. Sure had. I, uh, can you remember a single one of those WrestleManias we watched? Uh, oh, I mean, 14 is a bit of a blur. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> it's, um, this is why I'm rubbish at Quizzlemania. Yeah. Stuff like that just does not go in my head unless it's live and I have to write a video about it afterwards. Well, we saw this yesterday when you were doing All Out because you didn't take any notes. Because <laughs> you didn't have to do a review of it, mm. you quite arrogantly thought, well, <laughs> I don't need to make notes here at all. I thought, no, I want to <laughs> be like a wrestling fan again. Because that's what AEW is doing to me at the moment. Mm. I'm like, oh, I just want to watch wrestling and not take notes and do my job. <laughs> I mean, it worked out well because I took notes, and I took quite a, a lot of notes, more notes than I would usually take. Like, for example, if I show you like what my raw notes look like, um, where do we get to? You know, uh, New Day versus Jinder Mahal and Veer, New Day win. Yeah, like that, that's, that's what happened. That's all I've got now here. New Day versus Lucha House Party, fun match, New Day win. Like, that is all the notes that I took for those matches. You, put, you said fun match, but in your notes it says really fun match. That might have been an over-exaggeration. <laughs> Just sometimes you've got to write things just to vary things up a little bit. I think it is relative to the rest of the show as well. Yeah. It was fun compared to the Jinder Mahal Veer match that had immediately preceded it. Yes. So, like, that is how I said, but then, like, all out. Like, when it got to the, the cage match, mm. I, was taking, I took, like, two paragraphs worth of notes. 
Well, do, do, if you just try to recount the spots alone, there's t it's too many. But often, too many spots. Yeah, I don't write down spots though anymore, unless it's <clears throat> like I've got a point that I want to make about those spots. My yeah. notes have more or less become now reminder of things that you need to say when it comes to the review. That's all it is. That's all it is. So I'm not going to be like, Nick Jackson hits a super kick, Ray Phoenix hits a super kick, Penta hits a super kick, Matt Jackson hits a super mm -hmm. kick. Because I may as well just like, highlight all, control C, control V, and just yeah. put that you know, throughout <laughs> the notes. Um, but like, I had just so many things that I wanted to say, and we barely got to any of them in the review. I was like, want to make a point about that. This was so good. This was so great. Want to talk about that. Want to talk about this. Here's Ollie's rule for review notes. It's difficult because you never know how much you're going to need to talk about. Mm. Like, you don't know the spot, the most important spots during the match. Usually that comes afterwards, so you should write them all down. But really, you either have to know one big spot or three mid-spots. Oh, okay. Because when you're recounting it in an edited review, yeah. you go, oh my God, but this one moment. Yeah. If it's a really, really big moment, a dive from the top of the cage. Yeah. However, if there's no big moment and it's just like a, you know, a decent series of spots, you need three. They did everything. They did spot one. They did spot two. They even did spot three. And the finish was... <laughs> Always write down the finish. I um I was I, I find it remarkable how different we do things. Like you, each of us different. Well, I, I mean, like you've seen how I talk. Like I take notes and things like that. Mm. Reading through your notes, you sort of like write your script as you're making notes, which I think is yeah. a very efficient way of working. But it's not just the way we take notes. It's also the way that we do reviews. And I I watched Laurie's All Out review yesterday, and I was like, man, he had a lot to say about that pre-show match. Like yeah. if it was if it was me doing that pre-show match, it would have been fun PWG action, silly nonsense. They may as well have been wearing signs saying none of this is real. <laughs> I give it five stars. Moving on to the main show. Laurie had like three paragraphs about like various spots, the people's entrances, this, that, and the other. It does happen. What happens? And you've got to be wary of it. And Laurie hasn't done like a edited like pay-per-view review for a while. The pre-show match, you are the most energetic for. It's the first one, and you're like, you've got loads of time. Mm. Because the match will finish, then you'll have 10 minutes of video packages, and then the pay-per-view begins. So yeah, in your notes, you'll start really big. It's like when you start doing the bubble writing on an envelope. What loads of space. I've got, oh no, I've got to squeeze it all in at the end. Yeah. That's probably what's happened there. I enjoyed watching your news yesterday. Oh, thanks, mate. I was like, oh, Luke's, Luke's doing I've got Luke's to do a couple bits. of like... To AEW confirms. Loads, <laughs> loads of confirms. Uh, well, yeah, it felt appropriate really after that debut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I, I, it's the most Ollie Davis I've ever, ever felt when I had my end joke of CM Punk saying, I got a boner. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I want to, I've clipped that thing out uh, as a two second thing. I put mm. it up on Twitter yesterday, been like, just for everyone's use. Out of context. Yeah, out of context. So I've now loaded it into the StreamYard back end. So when we do remote um, shows and stuff, like I do my show with Denise and everything, I can just play that to be like, excuse my lewdness, but I got a boner over that. <laughs> <laughs> um, shall we get into the main show itself then? Let's and we'll do, do a little bit of talking because I've got a bit of a story to tell actually Ooh, in the outro portion of this show. Story time with Lou Cohen, baby. Yep. Also need to mute my laptop. Uh, I've, I've watched... Oh, actually, before we get into it, I re-watched the last 10 minutes of All Out. Mm. I think it's good. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, Ooh, yeah. hot take. I know. Searing hot take. Well, I, you know, I loved it, obviously. 
but then in the immediate day afterwards, I was like, oh, do you probably better to space them, space out. them out? But you know what? I get it why they did it because Delta variant. Let's just move them in front of fans now rather than not having them in front of fans. You're making the best of a bad situation. Watching it back last night. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Who am I kidding? It was great. It's great, right? <laughs> uh, well, we're going to be talking about Raw uh, instead, talking about um, a bit of an angle towards the end where, like, I would say it was Ugh. the most alive the crowd were all night. Bobby Lashley versus Amos. Future WWE Championship <laughs> of match. Of course he is. Here is the oh. show. It was only a matter of time. Of course, Amos is getting a WWE Championship push. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by lukewarm Luke Owen, D-A-D. Welcome to the Monday Night Raw Review Podcast, which today is brought to you by the wonderful service, Geology. Oh. What's Geology, Luke? It is men's skincare reimagined, rejuvenated, just made better. If you click the link in the video description down below, you can take a free quiz and it will tell you, it will pick out a regiment for you. Look at this. Look at Ollie Davis's smooth, smooth skin that has been created by using geology for just a handful of weeks. But hey, guess what, Oliver Davis? What? Not only is the quiz free, because geology love us and we love geology, if you use our promo code WRESTLE50, you get 50% off your first geology order. Click the link below, use the promo code that's listed in that description as well. Thank you to geology for sponsoring us and thank you for giving us much better skin. <sighs> <laughs> this is my favorite thing to do. Oh no! Also, because of the autofocus as well. Like, yeah, it's, just, it's just all you. But look at that. Look at the skin. Genuinely. <laughs> yeah, it's good, isn't it? Genuinely, I had flaky eyebrows, but now no flake no more. I've been using it for two weeks, morning and evening. Mm -hmm. Excellent service. Oh, and look at the quality of that camera as well. Ow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I snorted that. <laughs> oh, everyone saw my shorts as well. I'm, I'm dressed for PE. <laughs> right. Uh, yes, we'll be we'll be going through the box later. So, uh, Raw WWE. <clears throat> yeah, it was actually okay. I didn't mind this episode. This so the news was uh, McMahon wasn't there mm -hmm. at Raw today, uh, but he was like on the phone to Bruce Prichard going, "Bruce, do this, tear up the script and read it." And like this, uh, this was an episode that felt like, "Oh yeah, that script got torn up just before the show started." And the reason for that is because. I mean, an hour and a half of it was one tag team turmoil thing. But that's okay. It's fine. I like the idea. It's, it's what WWE do when they're out of ideas. It's just like, just do a tag team, do some sort of turmoil match that takes up 90% of our show. We can, at WWE are far behind other promotions in the world on many things. But gauntlet matches, I think consistently, they are excellent. And they, it's not like anyone else is really doing them. But WWE, when they do, you know you're in for a good time. So the way this worked, the we had loads of Franken teams. I think there was, there was actually 
only one real, maybe two real tag teams in there. That was the three. Thing. Yeah, New Day, Lucha House Party, and Viking, Viking Raiders. Raiders. And that's it? A retribution, would you call Oh, no, them? they're not a Franken team. They've got... Yeah, they're, they're, they're a team. Okay, so half of the competitors were not real teams. Anyway, it gets to a point halfway through the show after the first half that Retribution beat everyone up too much. They're not called that anymore. Mason T-Bar. And then it jumped. Like, Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce were like, no, we cannot possibly continue this tag team turmoil match like we have done with every single other one ever when there's a big beatdown angle of all the competitors. This, yeah. So, and then there's like, it will happen. It's just going to happen later on in the show. Also, we've now added an extra team to it. Yeah. So the end, it was just the four teams of New Day, uh, Mansoor and Ali, AJ and Amos, and Bobby Lashley and MVP. So like a cool little like fatal four-way thing in the end. May as well have just done a fatal four-way tag team match or something along those lines, whatever it is. I, to film it. I thought the angle that they did when Notribution beat, beat down the New Day and then Mansoor and Ali came down who were next in line for the thing and Mansoor is like yell, uh, sorry Ali is yelling at Mansoor don't get in the ring don't this is not our time mm. like, let's just wait there we can get the easy win and Mansoor's like no I'm such a baby face I have to go and save the other baby faces I love him so yes. much love him so much but I love Ali as well because I love I, I can totally see Ali's point of view of it. And what happened? Mansoor got his ass kicked. And Ali's like, oh, now I've got to go in there and help him. And then Ali gets his ass kicked. And I thought to myself, and I think I wrote my notes, this is a great angle. Also, genius way to have both the babyface teams at a disadvantage so that you don't have a fresh babyface team taking advantage of a weakened babyface team. Yeah. And then they just said, no, no, we're ending this match now. We're doing it in, in an hour and a half's time. And I was like, Oh, well, that's killed all the drama of this gauntlet. All the momentum. All the momentum and and drama you had, gone. And I think this is classic, classic Vince on the phone, writing themselves into a corner, Mm. which is that, like, we're going to open the show with the tag team turmoil, kid. But then when they added Bobby Lashley to it, it was like, well, can't put Bobby Lashley that early in the show. Bobby Lashley's got to be in the main event. So you figure it out. How how on earth can we do this? Well, yeah, you booked yourselves into this position. You've made these rules for yourself. And that's how we ended up with the situation we did. I think, by the way, on our Liam Mansour, a thinking man's RK bro. Yes, absolutely. Like that Not as highly pushed, but there's a lot going on there psychologically. I like it. I'll do you one better. Ooh. It's a better Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Yeah, well, that it certainly is. <laughs> that's, that's, that my, it certainly that's my spicy hot take for the week. So it restarts in the last half hour of the show. New Day Advance uh, against Ali and Mansour. AJ and Amos come down, they beat the New Day because, you know, that's another thing that would have worked so much better if the New Day hadn't had an hour to recover. Yeah, it's the Roman Reigns being taken out of the Royal Rumble yeah. and having a bit of a nap. So now they, like, you would have been like, okay, you are a bit fresher. It would, have, it would have protected them more in defeat if they were beaten by AJ and Amos without the restart. Anyway, then the main event is Bobby Lashley and MVP versus AJ and Amos. We've got Riddle and... Randy Orton at ringside for all the tag team turmoil matches. Randy looked bored. Oh, well, he's watching wrestling. <laughs> and it's MVP's home state. So MVP's in the ring. Everyone's like, MVP, MVP. And he's just like, tag out. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was good. That's yeah, really, really but good. But it was a heel versus heel match. And Lashley and MVP sort of ended up being the baby faces. The crowd were cheering them. 
crowd cheered for a lot of stuff on this show, and they were super hot for this main event. And it goes back to the, the reptilian part of your brain, big man exciting. When you got Lashley facing off against Omos in the ring, you know, you, you, you're lying if you don't sit up and go, <laughs> hello. This is, and this doesn't get said a lot on the internet, I, I would argue. Vince is right. <laughs> like, yeah. he, like, he is, like, everyone's been like, oh man, Vince is going to kill NXT with all of his big man, like, nonsense and stuff. I think Vince is right. Because, like, Lashley got into the, Lashley's in the ring, right? And a moss gets in. And this ripple through the crowd mm. of being like, oh man, oh, this is exciting. <sighs> this crowd were very good all night. But the things they were the loudest for was Alexa Bliss challenging Charlotte Flair for the belt and a moss doing a tie-up with Lashley, doing a test of strength with Bobby Lashley. This crowd treated it like it was Hogan versus Warrior at WrestleMania. It was like Hogan, they were like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. And there's moments where you're like, oh yeah, Vince is right. There's a reason why Vince McMahon has been the world's greatest promoter for the last 200 years. It's because he knows what his audience wants. Vince is right in regards to sports entertainment. Yeah. Nobody does it better. I mean, the problem is no one else is doing it. Everyone else is trying to do wrestling. And Vince actually can't do sports entertainment that well because he forgets what's going on. The storylines don't make any sense. If Raw made sense, it would be an awesome show. Pretty good. It's got it's, a great roster. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, the idea of having these sports entertainment style guys heading up your sports entertainment company does make total sense. Like, as much as we love him, Adam Cole does not factor into that style. That crowd wouldn't have popped for as loudly for Adam Cole tagging in to face no. off against Bobby Lashley. And that's why he's better in AEW, which is a company where that is the style. It's a perfect fit. So, yeah, credit to WWE mm -hmm. and here they did it. I was amazed at how small Bobby Lashley looked. I know, right? Looked tiny compared to a mask. Weird. And I think they did a... You said in your review, like, I, it's weird that they made Bobby Lashley feel so small. Not in a... Not in like a... I didn't mean that as a criticism. I was just genuinely... Well, that's yeah. strange. Because I've, I've re-watched it because um, I was trying to get a thumb, uh, picture for mm. the thumbnail for, on this video. Pay. Oh, it's really good, actually. <laughs> thanks, thanks for your advice. Private <laughs> <Find the> check. <laughs> Um, so I've watched it twice, and the commentators did a really good yeah. job of A, keeping Omos feel like, a, oh my god, this giant colossus man. And like, look how much he is manhandling mm. Bobby Lashley, who has never been doing this. But then Bobby Lashley drags him into the corner, starts doing shoulder blocks. Corey Graves, masturbating furiously, <laughs> is like, oh, you imagine what's going on? So and I like, don't think the camera didn't catch your wrist. Did you do that again? I can you imagine what's going on? Like, because Bobby Lashley was now manhandling yeah. a moss in the corner. And like, Corey just, he was so excited by this, as was Jimmy Smits and Byron. Mm. Oh, I could hear Vince McMahon like masturbating from home, like to, to Bruce Pritchard. It was genuinely tremendous. And it, you know, some people have taken us to task for our thumbnail uh, and our title this week because, you know, clickbait. That's not what happens. Why are you making stuff up? Why can't you just talk about what happened on Raw? We are. I'm sorry if you didn't watch this episode and think like, yeah, they're grooming Omos to be a future WWE Championship contender. You're out of your goddamn mind. Because what happened at the end of this tag match, Bobby, uh, Bobby was 
Bobby hit, Bobby hit the spear on AJ. That's it, that's it. Yeah, AJ was... Amos took people out outside. AJ was going for the phenomenal forearm. Lashley reverse spear. Lashley wins. But he gets up, and there's Amos, while Bobby's celebrating, awful-looking tree slam. Yeah, yeah. It's, Lays it's... out the WWE champion. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and then he sort of walks off with AJ. And then Randy Orton, as Bobby's gotten to his feet, RKO, because that's the Extreme Rules title program you build in that. But yes... I mean, it became very clear. I mean, I've always known it somewhere deep down, but this angle with Amos and Bobby, the way they were in the ring, like maybe Amos won't win the title, but this is definitely building to Lashley versus Amos. And that would be a hell of a visual, but it falls down quite hard because he can't wrestle. Sorry, just keep it to six minutes. You think it can be a good? Don't you don't 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 go long. Don't go long with it. Just keep it to six minutes. Just have do and, and oh, no. you know, half of that is test of strength. What, what have you thought? Goldberg challenged Bobby not for the title. <gasps> oh, so you think Amos wins the title off Bobby, and then Amos is the champion going into Saudi Arabia? I don't know. I think it's just Bobby Lashley. There's not enough time, surely. There's not enough time. I think Bobbles is still champion going into Saudi Arabia. <clears throat> it's a non-title match with Goldberg, and then Bobbles can defend it against um, Amos at uh, TLC, whatever it is, in December. Maybe Amos costs Lashley the match, and Goldberg pins him. We should also say as well. Vince changes his mind on a dime. Mm. You know, two weeks ago, guy, two weeks ago, the plan was it's Alexa Bliss versus Charlotte Flair at Extreme Rules. It still is. Then last week it was no, it's Charlotte Flair versus Nia Jax at Extreme Rules. And now this week it's Charlotte Flair versus Alexa Bliss at Extreme Rules. Mm-hmm. So this could all be forgotten about in a week's time, and like they'll just pretend that none of this ever happened because there is every chance that it's going to be RK Bro versus AJ and Moss at the pay per view. Because, and I, I can't believe this. So Bobbles and MVP win this tag team turmoil match. So they get a shot at RK Bro. It's on next week's episode of Raw. Mm-hmm. Why don't you do that at the pay-per-view? What, the tag, the tag match? Yeah. Because it's a tag match? But the whole story that you're telling here is... To put all the titles on the line. Well, well, no, I wouldn't say do it like do as two separate matches. Maybe open and close the show because the story mm. they're talking about at the moment is Bobby said last week, "I want to be a double champion, so I'm going to take the tag belts off you." And Randy on this week said, "Like, oh, that idea of being a double champion appeals to me. I'll take your WWE Not championship." Shot, yeah. So if you open the show, you open the pay per view with the tag match, and if you have Randy Orton and RK, like you have RK Bro win, you've got the whole storyline then throughout the night of like, will Randy Orton mm. become a dual champion or? Do you have you have Bobbles and MVP win? And then it's like, can Randy Orton end this night with a championship? I think that's pretty decent. Don't do it on TV because we just had that match last week mm. as the main event on yeah. TV. And I saw the good guys win. So let's do it on pay-per-view with something a little bit different about it as opposed to do the same match again. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Let's see what you guys think in your ultra chats. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Get in your chats there. We'll read out everyone over $5 US. Uh, Breaking Sydney says, Great review, Luke and Ollie. AW shows that great wrestling and storytelling can be the draw. Oh, this is a missed chat from yesterday. Ah. Uh, can be the draw. It's great to see lapsed fans come out of the woodworks and trying to find out what's going on. Jam that jam. Jam that jam. James Dobinson. Uh, the tag team turmoil matches were actually pretty good, but utterly pointless as it was obvious from the opening segment that Lashley and MVP would win. They weren't always a part of it, were they? So they said at the start, we're going to go speak to DeVille and Pierce and get ourselves mm, added in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I don't think that's the worst <coughs> thing, that it was obvious that they were the ones going to win. I, I actually quite like that. James continues, not a fan of Lashley feuding with Tag Champ Orton, but he is arguably the only worthy contender. So... Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's kind of... Uh, I said it in my review. They've... Because they haven't created any new stars and Bobby's beaten everybody, including, like, the Goldbergs of this world, there's nothing else for them to do. So all of the men's titles have come into the same storyline. 
which isn't so bad. Mm. Like that's that's a cool thing to do every now and again. And you've got the draft coming up next month, and you can just change everything up. Yeah, and the story they're telling is this whole dual champions thing. So I think it kind of works that it's you know that, it, that they're yeah. all sort of like wrapped up into this. And yeah, and as James pointed out, Randy does feel like the only guy that could challenge Bobby at this point. Yeah, the only other guy is Drew, but he's been done to death, and he can't. Yeah. Uh, Anthony and, and Velasquez. going to SmackDown. Anthony Velasquez. By raw standards, I gave the show a 2 out of 5, but it's hard not to compare this show to an awesome AEW show on Sunday and just shows how disjointed WWE shows are right now and have been for a very long time. Slightly unfair. One of them is a pay-per-view, the other one's a TV yeah. show. Um, and also, it's just, you know, with Adam Cole and Brian Danielson debuting and Ruby Soho and Minoru Suzuki. Mm. It's very hard to compare those two together. Like, that is comparing apples and oranges. By... Raw's standards, the last two weeks have been the best two back-to-back weeks of the whole year. Yeah, I thought this Today Show was totally fine. Exactly. It's totally fine. James Robinson, I can already see everyone in the ring working together to eliminate Amos from every Royal Rumble for the next few years. <laughs> in other words, he's the new big show in Vince's eyes. Oh, a moist TV with Cross... Ooh, oh, it was painful man. to watch. Yeah, wasn't it just? Tim Ruzza. Guys, I just couldn't bring myself to watch Raw today, and it starts at an easy 10 a.m. here in Melbourne. Melbourne? Melbourne. Melbourne. All Out was just too good, and the buzz is still there. I didn't want to ruin that. It, interesting WWE focused on tag teams today, isn't it? Much love, AEW. Some people said this in the on the Fightful show as well, being like, oh, man, isn't it weird? Like, Or do you think Vince McMahon watched this and the other? I was like... There isn't a cat's hell in chance that Vince McMahon watched All Out. I would wager Vince doesn't know anything that happened on All Out outside of the fact that Daniel Bryan debuted. Mm. Yeah, he doesn't even know who Adam Cole is. Adam the Scooby-Doo. I thought he was a production runner. Wasn't that Shawn Michaels from 1995? (laughs) He um, he time-traveled to meet me. He he would have been given cliff notes of what happened, and he wouldn't have cared. Plus, like, it's fitting in WWE's direction of Raw anyway. Yeah. They already had the tag team stuff set up last week. The Guilty Hat. Maybe just me, but Ali and Mansoor's story is the only thing I have any interest uh, left in WWE. It's just a delightful story and feels like they're involved in where the story's going. Almost like Vince isn't involved at times, potentially. Fezzi. Amos will be WWE's own grown Goldberg. He's green. He goes for two minutes and he will be the champ. And it will fail gloriously. Will he also get colour before he even leaves his <laughs> locker room? <laughs> Said a, a cut there. I don't know. I think like Goldberg wasn't a, a great, great wrestler, but he had an explosiveness about him, and he, he did a few moves that looked spectacular. I've not seen Amos do a single thing that looks good. No, Amos is a walking Giacomo advert, mm. and he, he can do a tree slam poorly. He can stand... He can be tall. That's what Amos is really good yeah. at, which is great in a tag team with AJ Styles. He's so good at being tall. As an in-ring worker... But you know what? When you're 12 foot tall, you don't need to be. Because you just need to be able to do tree slams and some overhead chops and some tests of strength. It's the great Carly. Yeah, it's 2021. The, it's the great Carly. And what a great tramp great Carly was. Did you just say tramp? 
Yeah, and he was... A, he, he was <laughs> what a tramp. What an absolute tramp that man was. Well, don't look like a tramp yourself. Oh, Get nice. your skin in order with geology. Geology. Click the link in the video description down below. Basically what it is, is a quiz. And that quiz will ask you what you want to get out of geology. This is legit my own geology, actually, because I took the quiz. It found my regiments for me, and it told me this is what you need to do. This is your daycare. This is your nightcare routine. And I have been using it for the last month or so now, and only again on two months. And it's been so, so good. My skin feels so much better off the back of it. And I think I look pretty good as well. Honestly, do. I sell it to you. The yeah. other week. I was like, your cheeks look really yeah. smooth. It's actually it's worked out really, really well. And it's a, such a simple quiz to take. And if you use our promo code, which is down there in the video description below, Russell 50 50% off your first oh, Geology order. Great. Well, uh, we've really enjoyed working with Geology. So thank you so much to them for sponsoring today's episode of the Russell Talk podcast. Yeah, they're awesome. Really, really can't recommend them enough. Just everything from how, how it's done. I've tried to do skincare before. And I get confused, like, how much do I put on, though? Is it a little pipette drop or what? And it's, it's down to, like, you just need one squeeze. Squeeze. But, yeah. but they, they tell you everything, so, yeah, very recommended. And it helps support us as well if you click the link. So this episode of Raw began with sort of a cold open on people backstage, all the people involved in the tag team turmoil match, and they're getting over their characters. I thought each one brought something different. Kofi Kingston's back. Ali and Mansoor are like, I, oh, you know, you just don't try anything too good, kid. I thought this was good. Yeah, really good. I appreciate uh, Xavier Woods' shout out to Adam mm. Cole as well. It was very nice. He um, said Bay He said Bay yeah. Bay, yeah. It was very... Naughty. You know, oh, naughty. He, he gets away with that sort of thing. But th I thought this was really good. Established all the team. If you're a first-time viewer, you need to know everything about these teams. New Day are really cool. Lucha House Party are there. Mansoor and Ali have this, you know, oddball chemistry they've got together. And Retribution are boring. <laughs> Um, it wasn't like a really bad Retribution promo. It wasn't the classic, here's a thing, here's a thing. <laughs> Anteaters, aardvarks, abacuses. Yeah, we're going to eat them all. What? <laughs> the main show opened with Randy Orton and Matt Riddle coming out. The crowd are just going crazy for them. Randy cuts like a big babyface promo to open the show. Riddle does comedy, which is pretty good these days. Uh, but then Lashley and MVP came out. This is where they sort of set up the, the Extreme Rules title match. Yeah, so Randy was like, you know, I'd love to have a, a match with Bobby. And Bobby, you know, Bobby's like, I want to have a match with you. And mm. he said, I'll only do it if I'm going to put the title on the line at Extreme Rules and MVP accepted. So, yes, that's our title match. WWE Championship, Bubbles versus Randy. I think that should be yeah. pretty good, actually. I'm surprised I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I enjoyed uh, Riddle's com uh, comedy that he did here mm -hmm. when he was talking about how, like, we'll get matching jackets. He was going through, like, all of the guys. Like, you know, we can get this, like, the New Day. We'll get this, like, the Viking Raiders. And I think he was talking about Mansoor and Ali. He's like, we'll get some of their sweet jackets, but I know you don't like sleeves, so I'll get my mum to cut mm -hmm. them off for us. <laughs> then Tag Team Turmoil got underway right away. Uh, New Day versus Viking Raiders, which is really good. It was great. Yeah, pretty good. Um, New Day beat them. Then it was New Day versus Veer and Jinder. Commercial break, came back, Woods rolled up Jinder right away. Jinder getting pinned. Pinder? 
Pendamahal. Oh yeah, his stock has dropped uh, like a bad habit in WWE right now. Like following SummerSlam, mm. even the build to SummerSlam, where like they couldn't win against, like they weren't having. Well, they were sort of winning because they were winning by DQ or some nonsense. But like, yeah, they just Jinder's an afterthought now. Uh, then New Day beat Lucha House Party. Nothing to write home about. It was pretty quick. Another, like, I think Woods won everything with a roll-up. And this is when Retribution come in. <clears throat> Do nothing in the match. Woods rolls up Mace, and then Retribution are annoyed. Wasn't T-Bar? I have no idea. I think Dijak is T-Bar, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's Dijak, because he escaped out of Feast Your Eyes. And then, <laughs> I mean, I don't know why I'm correcting you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> then Retribution, who aren't even called Retribution, get annoyed. They beat everything up. This We've already talked about Mansoor and Ali come out. They do some nice character work. Lay everyone out. And like this is the bit when you're like, oh, cool. Now everyone's going to have a match and they have sort of like, you know, my leg's done, but my arm's done. They've all got all these injuries. No, this is where Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce say, well, let's take a break on this. And we'll have the rest at the end of the show. See you in 90 minutes, folks. Mm. Yeah, it was. I, I think it was a mistake to, to break the two things up. But I will say, this is the best that Not Tribution have looked since whatever. Mm. I thought the beatdown that they did on Ali and Mansoor and The New Day was genuinely quite good. And I thought it made them look really impressive. I mean, it's going nowhere. Because <laughs> um, they'll probably just do them versus Mansoor and Ali yeah. again next week. Or New Day. Oh, New Day, yeah. Either, either works, I guess. After that, we got Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre in a number one contenders match for the US title. Great match. Great match. Couldn't care less. Oh, yeah, and, and it's... Uh, Sheamus wins. So, again, it's Sheamus versus Priest at the mm -hmm. pay-per-view. I've seen that match so many times. And it's going to be good. It's going to be really good because it's always really good. And I know, but do you know how I know it's going to be really good? Because I've seen it a lot in the last few weeks and months. Yeah. Like it's, I'm ready for them to move on to something else. And actually, like adding Drew into all of this, I was like, oh wow, that's something a bit different. Actually, something a bit spicier now. It's going to be quite exciting and quite good. Nope, we're just going back to Priest versus Sheamus. I mean, like Priest cuts his promo. It's just like, well, yeah, I mean, I've beaten Sheamus before, so. I guess I'll just beat him again. Literally beat them both last week yeah. in a triple threat match. I don't, I don't get why, you know, you both lost last week. Drew, you even got pinned. So now you get to have a, a match to see if you can go one-on-one -on -one with them. It's not exciting at all. Just to give the match some actual credit, though, like the wrestlers, they worked really hard. They've wrestled so many times this year, yet they're still finding new yeah. spots. Uh, Drew hit out the white, like busted out the white noise at one point. Goes to a Yebu spot on the floor. Drew rips off Seamus's protective mask. So I don't, hopefully that's the end of that gimmick now. I mean, Priest did the same thing at SummerSlam. Yeah, I guess so. I I'm, not in, I'm not into it. This, I don't like the face mask thing. It's not working. It doesn't make sense. I'm like, what are the rules? Mm. If it hurts someone else when you use it, it should hurt you as well. Yeah, because you've got the broken face. But I, I think the idea is that he hasn't got a broken face, but he's you. But like, he, so he's he, still on his head, though. Well, I know, but that's the thing. I think it's like you know the D'Lo Brown chest protector. Uh huh. But like, he was using it like even after his chest had healed. But like, it was this sort of padded things when he would do the the frog splash. He'd be like, oh my god, with the chest protector and all this sort of stuff. But Seamus isn't headbutting people for finishes, so it's not like he's even using the mask mm -hmm. as part of his repertoire. Drew rips it off. He puts it like really nicely and neatly on the on the turnbuckle, turns round into that great pump knee. 
uh, that we've seen. Oh no, or was it? No, it was a straight up road kick. No, it was it was a roll up, and then and he hooked the tights, hooked the tights to get James the win. Wins. And then Drew after the match laid him out with the claymore, so no one gets over. Uh, Drew is one hundred percent going to SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki, almost a superhero. Nikki, almost a superhero. A backstage, they're doing an interview, and Rhea, like I like Rhea, she is so crap on promos. Yeah. She wasn't this bad in NXT. in NXT. Oh no, absolutely not. Like, she wasn't not, no. stellar in NXT. No, but she wasn't this. But bad. She's so bad, and Nikki, bless her, is really trying. You know, like she's doing this su uh, super brutality. That's what she wants to get over as their joint catchphrase because they're a team now. Remember. And Rhea is just, like, not hitting a single note that she needs to. Yeah. She's doing the smirky thing. And I'm like, your role is to be annoyed with her. Yeah. She is so bad. I think Natalia is backstage going, like, I'd work on that if I <laughs> Well, they come out, they have a match with Natalia and Tamina. When did Natalia come back? Oh, weeks ago. All oh, right. <laughs> Ages ago. Was like, she was on SmackDown, was losing again to Knox and Shotzi. I only watch Rampage on Saturday. <laughs> uh, and uh, they had a match. Nikki got worked over for most of it. Ripley won with a riptide on the target. I so. don't know why you're downplaying this so much. This was a championship contenders match. The gimmick returns after we thought it was dead and lost to time. It's back once again like a renegade master, and it means nothing still. Because <laughs> I've done a match next week. But why didn't Shotzi? Why haven't Shotzi <laughs> and Tegan Knox yeah. had actual shots of the belt? Because they have pinned the champions three times now. So as Were a they viewer, championship contenders matches. But as a viewer, why should I get excited about almost a superhero Nikki, almost a superhero Rhea Ripley pinning them? Because these other girls pinned them three times and got mm. nothing out of it. So why should these women get something out of it? Because super brutality. They, they like an odd couple gimmick. Yeah. yeah, it really feels as that like Vince has no idea that Tegan Knox and Shotty Blackheart are pinned them three times, and he's yeah. just like, I'm, I really like Nikki Ash, so I want her to be the one to to get this pin. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we never hear about the fact that <laughs> Tegan Knox and Shotty pinned them three times. Uh, Charlotte Flair does an interview backstage. One other thing I was say, shout out to um, Nikki Cross with the Daphne armband. I thought that was a nice little touch. Charlotte has an interview backstage ahead of her match with Nia Jax uh, because, of course, they fought last week. They're fighting this week. Corey Graves called last week's match here next level. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Moist TV has a new set. It's yeah. not in the ring now. It's backstage. It happened earlier today. It's uh, sort of John Morrison sitting down with some, some, well, we call them dicks in our family. You know the long floats, like the long cylindrical floats? Yeah, uh, I believe a noodle. I believe. A noodle. Yeah. Yeah, we, we call them dicks. Oh, do you know? Because it's, as kids, we thought it was funny to put between <laughs> our legs. Dicks! Yeah. Your mum says it as well? Yeah, well, honestly, we all do because it just became a part of... And then when, whenever we went elsewhere, I'm like, don't call them dicks. <laughs> like when we went to my, out with my grandparents, don't, 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 not in front of your grandma. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he was surrounded, so he's, so he's surrounded by dicks and other inflatables. Well, you know, given the gimmick, <laughs> given that, that outfit, I'm not, I'm not surprised. No, I, neither am I. Uh, this was... <sighs> 
What was it? Was it good? Was it bad? Was it nothing? Do I feel bad for Karen Cross? Not really. I mean, John Morrison's babyface pushes pardon the expression, been a wet fart mm. thus far because he's lost twice now. Nice. Um, and it's just like they've moved it into a backstage thing so they're not even giving him like live mic time. Karrion Cross cutting a promo with John Morrison's music playing underneath. Oh, that was annoying. It was annoying, wasn't yeah. it? Because John Morrison's music has lyrics. <laughs> so it was really irritating, in fact. <laughs> Fail. I, it was just there. You know, Cross was in a suit, didn't quite understand that. I was like, so what is your character? Right. You, were, you were a businessman in the day? Sexy gimp wrestler by night? Well, it's because he's still, he's, you gotta, gotta work the NXT out of them. Mm. Because he was showing up, he's told to show up for a promo thing. So he's like, oh, of course, I need to wear my suit then. And then he showed up and I was like, what are you doing? Well, cut all these dicks here. Can't sell a toy of this. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Vince? Vince? <laughs> Get the gimp suit on. But maybe the action figure will have a suit. A suit accessory. Yeah, yeah. You can put it on him. Um, I thought, you know, Morrison's like, what's next for you? And Cross said, I'm going to make you suffer. They have a match in the ring. And Cross, he looked good. He destroyed Morrison in, in a couple of moves. Choked him out. But yeah, Morrison, well, he was meant to be having a, a grudge match payoff against The Miz. But now The Miz... Is going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Is he really? And stuff. So he's. I don't think he's going to be around for a while. Oh, so Martin can just lose a bunch of matches. Maybe, maybe he's going to go to SmackDown as well. And Precisely. Just keep the two I think probably the case. Yeah. I find um I find Karrion Cross to be a, a funny one really <laughs> because. <laughs> He was talking to Morrison in this promo, and in his promo, he was like, I'm going to kill you, or whatever mm. it was. Like, well, he can't say the word kill, so he was like, I'm going to destroy you, whatever it was. And that, got some, with this dick. and that got some boos from the crowd. People were like, boo, he said the thing to John Morrison. He made his entrance, and they didn't react to him whatsoever. So I'm like, what do you want, crowd? Like, wow. they made you, they gave you a reason to boo him in the promo, and you did. But then when he made his entrance, you're like, oh, I've got nothing to say now. Who was making the crowd noise? That was a pre-tape. Oh, you think it was like pressing the button? Boo. Because when he came out, it was crickets again. I don't know. When, when I, whenever I, currently, whenever I go, huh, they're getting a bigger reaction than I thought they would. And my, my immediate thought is now, because it's a button. <laughs> I, maybe you're right. I would disagree on the, the Bobby and Amos thing and Alexa. Oh, yeah. Charlotte. Oh, no, no. But I like wasn't that. surprised by that. Oh, they're then getting a booed in the yeah, backstage yeah. segments. Um, Maybe you're right. Charlotte versus Nia was next. Uh, this was just... I mean, it was, it was both better than last week in the fact that it was an actual match that didn't fall to pieces. But that was the only good thing going for the last week's match. Yeah. So this was just... This was just a, you know, their match where the start of it is them pretending to have a real fight whilst pretending to have a fight. So they tried to do a work shoot here as opposed to the shooty shoot last week. Which might have been a work shoot. Which, but it was probably a, a, a shoot shoot. Well, we don't know. Some people say it was a work shoot. Mm. Some people say it was a shoot shoot. And it just, it just oh, it stunk of desperation. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't like it at all. Yeah, it was... Um, I got lit. It's amazing. Considering last week... I've got nothing to say about this match. Absolutely not a single thing to say about it. The Charlotte Nia Jax videos we did last week outperformed our Daniel Bryan reaction video. Yeah. It was a big story. People got into it. Anyway, that wasn't... I, th I feel like maybe they were like, 
We need to get them apart as quick as possible, but we also need to fulfill the prestige of the championship contenders well, stipulation. Last, last week wasn't a championship contenders it thing. It wasn't. No. <clears throat> well, because we thought the gimmick was dead. This was had, for the title here. This was, yeah, because she pinned her last week. <coughs> maybe the, so, oh, okay, so maybe you have to pin them not in a championship <laughs> contenders match to get a title shot. But if you yeah. do it in a championship contenders match, then it's just yeah, like a rankings thing. So Shayna Baszler was weirdly getting involved throughout this match. Before the match began, she got up onto the apron and said, oh, I just want to say a thing first before you start. I don't think Nia's got what it takes to beat you twice. And Nia's like, Oh, uh, why would you say that? Well, it's quite clear why she said that. She's not saying that as encouragement. <laughs> and no. then Shayna's just walking around afterwards, nearly getting involved in spots. And Nia, each time, is just like, uh? Like, why aren't you hitting her? Because they're I, best friends. I saw just last week you hit Charlotte for something, you know, arguably less. Well, yeah, but they're not best friends, though, are they? But, like, <laughs> Nia and Shayna have got a bond that cannot Sisters be broken. Fight. Aside from the fact that they have broken that bond on a couple of occasions. Yeah. They broke up and then just were back together again. They didn't do, like, a get-back-together angle. They just were back together again. Well, anyway, skip to the end. Shayna <laughs> kind of distracted Nia from a non-winning position. Not like she was going to win the match or anything. Charlotte hit a natural selection off the second rope. Pretty cool. And she won. And then, yeah, so... And then Nia and Shayna just left together. The way that was done makes me think Nia's going to be the face in this Nia versus Shayna feud. Oh, I think you might be onto something there. Which makes sense because she's talking about butts so much. Have you noticed her new thing is that she's talking about, like, as she went talking about Charlotte Flair, she did the exact same promo last week she did this week. She's like, I'm going to take that royal crown and shove it up her behind. I think that's going to be her new thing. It's all about butts. And she's going to be a baby-faced butt character. That was... It's only eight months late after the whole. Yeah. Well, I mean, WWE are, are known for their very quick. quick reactions. Finger on the pulse and all that. Yeah, I think she's going to be a baby-faced butt character. Butt-based character. Have you checked your butthole? <laughs> Skip a butthole. Butthole. Um, yes. After that, though, Bliss appears on the screen. She's doing a creepy playground shtick. I'm like, okay, we're going back to this direction. Whatever. I can't believe I'm thankful for the dull feud. <laughs> well done. Maybe that was the genius of the Nia match. Uh, and they they spoke over each other at one point. Yeah, because Charlotte, Charlotte mistimed her thing. But then Bliss like said her thing again. I think this was all just a mistimed thing because like Charlotte because Bliss's thing was a pre-tapes mm. thing, and they left gaps for Charlotte to respond in. But Charlotte missed all of her cues. So she just talked over Bliss. And Bliss was like, I'm sorry, I, I'm gonna just I'm gonna, I didn't say I'm gonna talk over you now. It wasn't like Alan Parge, I'm just gonna talk over you. <laughs> she just she just spoke as if they had all the gaps and everything. Charlotte won't even put over a pre-recorded interview. <laughs> <laughs> it be in Jurassic Park when John Hammond talks to like the recording of John yeah, Hammond on yeah, the screen. Yeah. And he's just like, Oh yeah, I've got lines here, but he's already missed his first lines. The one on the screen goes, Oh, I'm fine, thanks for asking. <laughs> That's what this segment was. Anyway, Muppet over here, I thought it was a real broadcast. <laughs> so when the lights went off, I was like, what's going to go on here? And then they come back up, Bliss is standing in the ring. I'm like, well, how do they do this? <laughs> I wow. Thought, I thought, because like, when they started talking over each I was like, okay, so it's a pre-taped thing then. And when she was like, I'm going to bring the playground to you, I was like, it would be pretty rad if they actually had the playground set on stage, like mm. when the lights came back up. But we're not in the Thunderdome anymore, kids, so she just stood in the ring yeah. on her own. 
But the, the crowd popped massively for Massive it. for And it. they worked this, this stupid idiot here as well. And Bliss was just like, Charlotte's like, what do you want? And she's kind of no-selling the fact that this person just appeared. Curious to see how much Charlotte will play ball here. Right, well, this is what we said a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, when they first teased this feud, being like, Charlotte Flair does not strike me as the sort of person that will get into puppet-based no. nonsense. Like, she she won't do that Shayna Baszler shtick, where, like, running backstage and being scared of the doll in the mirror. Like, Charlotte Flair ain't no. doing that. Well, I'm, I'm now really excited to see, <laughs> see her put in these situations, personally. Uh, and yet, Bliss pointed at the title, that's what I'm here for. Crowd popped massive. Mm. So, this yeah, is it, was, it, it worked. I thought it worked. So, so absolutely could not agree with you more. Like, this, the crowd, you've <laughs> always got to go with what the crowd tell you. And this crowd reacted huge to this. Reggie took on Akira Tozawa for the 24-7 title, an actual match for a change, beat him in a few flips. And then the undercard run down to chase. Oh, man. Poor undercard here. They come down to chase him off. And you're like, well, yeah, Umberto Carrillo, check. Cedric Alexander, yeah. check. Jeff Hardy? Yeah, Jeff Hardy beat Karrion Cross. Twice, He's the NXT I think. champion. Uh, I think, well, actually, he still be, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, poor old Jeff. Jackson Riker was down oh, there as no, well. That's criminal. So there's his big baby face push down the drain. Um, yeah. Sad to see them all there. But this did lead yeah. to the big return of the show. Could have been the thumbnail, really. I know. AEW raise you, Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole, Ruby Soho, Minoru Suzuki. However, WWE has a Drake Maverick. Which, I must admit, I popped for Because I'm here, because... Okay, so, like, the 24-7 title <laughs> division has been the same since it started, which mm. is R-Truth does comedy. And it's been the same for the last 18 months. R-Truth does comedy with Akira Tozawa. There was a period of time where he was doing comedy with Drake Maverick. Now it almost feels like... This is like Marvel, like if you brought back a phase one property yes. into phase four. <laughs> and like these, they're interacting with all these new characters. You'd be like, oh man, what's going to happen when Drake Maverick does a comedy segment with Akira Tozawa? Yeah. How's he going to react to the flips of phase three introduced Reggie? And Jeff Hardy. Oh, well, Jeff's just there to make yeah. up numbers. Like, it's just that, it's just that foursome, that comedy foursome going over that title. But oh, like, yeah. Drake Maverick has got incredible comedy chops, which is something that Reggie does not have. Mm. Reggie can do the flips, but cannot do the comedy. So I think Drake I can sort of bridge that gap a little bit. Genuinely, genuinely quite fun. Really, yeah. really enjoyed the reveal. And then R-Truth said to him, why are you here? You should go back to your wife. And Drake just like smirked. So I don't know what that means. Maybe he's going to be like a manager of Reggie or something. Or he's maybe actually... he's going to bring his wife in to be... She's a wrestler as well. Can't yeah. remember her name. Renee Michelle. Renee Michelle. The question would be, though, why? Oh, um, why anything? <laughs> no, I think Drake Maverick is going to position himself as the manager of Reggie. And they're gonna, he's going to be like... Because he doesn't really need to help Reggie or anything because Reggie can just flip his way out of these mm. situations. But his idea is that I can pin him while he's asleep. Yeah, That's maybe. the only way to get oh. the belt off of him because you can't flip when you're asleep. Uh, but if anyone can, it's, it's Reggie. Or Pete. <laughs> and then Do drops backstage. She challenges Eve Marie to a rematch despite 
not having a first match. Yeah. Is it a rematch? Well, yeah, if you didn't have the first match. And it would make me go like, well, you're an idiot then because you could have just had that match last week and you opted not to. Mm. And the final bit was the rest of the tag team turmoil match. Any more points on any of that? I think we covered that. Uh, I think we covered that pretty much. Let me have a quick look at my notes. Yeah. Um, no. Well, that's so overall, what would you give this episode? I gave it a three out of five because I thought compared to the rest of this year's Raws, it was okay. So out of five for me. Really? It's more, the shows are fine. Mm. Like, and they are every, it's not as bad as it has been in previous weeks, so it's not one out of five, but it's still not a good show. So two out of five, maybe a low three because, you know, some of the tag wrestling was pretty good. Having said that, I don't think no matter what Raw does at this point, it's not going to switch our, our audience because our community poll, 47% gave it one out of five rawful. Whoa! This is fascinating. And like five out of five, four out of five, don't care about. Um, but three out of five, 24%. Two out of five, 22%. That is not the way it should go. We usually see this on AEW things. One out of five, 47%. Yeah, nearly half of the votes went to one out of five rawful. That, to me, looks like an AEW hangover. That's exactly what I was about to say, yeah. That feels like people was like, well, we didn't get a Brian Danielson debut mm. or an Adam Cole debut, so one out of five. Yeah. Well, interesting stuff. Um, Thanks. <laughs> well done for your <laughs> Thanks, mate. Let's say thank you to our wonderful Pledge Hammers on Patreon right now at $25 a month or more. They get a special Patreon shout-out and wrestling nickname in our Hall of Fame. Thank you. He can last Sean for longer than you in the ring. The Cleaner, Kenny Shah. Gavin, Cash Money, Cashiwabra. Rob, Steiner Recliner. Hannah Allen Key. Oh, that's a good one. The, uh, Rue the Day, Ruari O'Brien Kelly. The Knight Rider, Kit. Blompier's number one fan, Tom Delves. Vita Ventura, Pet Detective. Kenny, everybody's got a price, Bryson. Bobby G in the house. And lastly, for this episode, uh, for the Hall of Fame class, the 7th of September 2021, Michael Jensen Radio. Thank you all so much. Tomorrow, Ollie and I are recording in advance because I may have to take a few weeks off because of my impending child. You will have to. I will have to take a few weeks <laughs> off, yeah. Um, so we're trying to record the September Wrestle Talk Extra early so we can get it out to you early so you at least get one for September um, that's with me and you don't have to suffer Pete um, and we are doing because you voted for it Ring of Honor All-Star Extravaganza from 2016 so it's like NXT is almost on its rise like it's starting to reach sort of its apex like version of itself Adam Cole is there Kyla Riley Bobby Fish Hangman Adam Page it is uh, the Young Bucks, the Motor City Machine Guns, Frankie Gazarian and, like, and um, Christopher Daniels. A hell of a lineup. A lot of New Japan talent at the time as well. Yeah. Naito's there, Bullet Club music everywhere. A very, very young Jay White. 
with terrible hair. This is like the start of All In. Yeah, it re yes, it really is. It's a fascinating time to look back because it's a show where you look at it and you're like, there is no stopping Ring of Honor. Mm. Like, what, like, they're going to be the biggest company. They're going to be the biggest alternative company. They're going to be the biggest lower mid yeah. company. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so please do go over to restaurant.com forward slash Patreon to get that first. Let's get over to the rest of your Ultra Chats. Gregory Nelson. I'll be at next week's Raw in Boston. I'm excited to see Amos in person. Have you seen how tall he is? Might be the biggest, the biggest man I've ever seen. Uh, Siren... Cumrig Punk. Cumrig Punk. It's Welsh. How do you take a gauntlet match, something that should give structure to a show, and somehow create something even more disjointed than normal? Found it incredibly frustrating to watch. Justin W. Pringle, how many times will we see Jax Baszler break up? It's been once a week for the last three weeks and all the times prior to that. Now it's Bliss versus Flair. No thanks. I truly feel bad for Bliss. She's trying to make chicken salad out of chicken poop. I mean, Justin, I think it's working. I think she's making it work. And I think it's work. I mean, apparently the Lily sales merch were... Sales, the yeah. merch sales were so good over SummerSlam weekend. So she, yeah, don't feel bad for it. She has completely made it work. Kevin. Didn't watch Raw, couldn't care less. Insert Pete Dunne shrug uh, picture. Is there anything I need to watch from it? Instead, I'll eat my humble pie after doubting if Alan and Punk would match in the ring. They had a really good fight. Uh, basically, all of the gaunt stuff. Like, if you actually could watch that end of the, just the end of the gauntlet. I disagree. I think if you actually watch the first half of it and then skip to the end half of mm. it, remove the Sonya Deville stuff might actually have a really nice coherent storyline. It's like if you watch the Star Wars saga but skip out episode three. Why would you skip or is it? Or is it episode two? It's episode one you can skip out because episode one does very little there's to the, the actual plot. There's, it's, what's the order called? It's called like the Sledgehammer Cut or yeah. something. And you just... It's you been, wa yeah. watch New Hope, then Empire Strikes Back. Then you watch the prequel trilogy as a flashback for Darth Vader. Yeah. But yeah, maybe you cut Phantom Menace out of that. Yeah, I mean, Phantom Menace you can watch because you do get to see Anakin as a boy. <laughs> but also it adds a lot of questions like, why don't you create C-3PO? Yeah. Um, and yeah, and it's also well boring. The problem with that is that you do have to go back and watch Attack of the Clones, which is... Oh, so it's one of the most boring films ever made. <laughs> the legit underbus. Mickey and Rhea are the Superman and Lobo of WWE. By the way, Luke, I love that shirt. Thank you very um, much. Superman and Lobo are so much cooler. <laughs> I guess if you if you're saying like Lobo kind of looks like how Rick, uh, Rhea dresses and Mickey is a superhero, you're right there. Uh, GC, if there's no authority figures in WWE, who makes the picks for the draft? The robot does. Yeah, it's and the networks was the last kayfabe. But they do have authority figures. It's Pearson Deville. They're not authority figures. Can they just have a Wheel of Fortune scenario? <laughs> Top picks like Reigns, Bobby and Lesnar are a thousand points all the way down to Bankrupt, aka Jackson Riker. There's Dennis as guest host. Is Les Dennis still alive? I don't know. Because I, I just read that then and I was like, is Les Dennis still with us? Uh, so, we can see someone Googling it. Oh, he is. Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, Salvation awaits. I had an epiphany watching Raw last night. AEW and WWE are not the same. What? WWE's like the Looney Tunes, targeting children and such, thus the supernatural stuff, while AEW is like anime. 
AEW targets their product towards older, more mature people. Thoughts? Yes. Yeah. That's what we've been saying forever. Mm-hmm. The problem is, WWE's audience is older, mature people. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, it's, it's men over 50 is their like biggest audience. Mr. Kajilli. Hi, guys. You know, last week you said no one was into the Charlotte and Alexa match. Tell this crowd. And Sean Ross Sapp, who tweeted how much he admires Alexa's ability to get things over. It may just be this crowd, but I think the bigger audience wants this rare match. It's not that rare a match. I'm pretty sure they've had it a thousand times. But yeah, like... We- you can always go with what the crowd is into. I guess in this gimmick version. Yeah, well, you know, in this one moment, it was good and it was over. Everything else has been bad. Yeah. And, and also, we've yeah, got sorry. to see how the Lily Doll factors into it because if you start getting the winks again, that's going to Charlotte's not going to cooperate. Yeah. And what we've been saying as well is we're going by what our audience reaction is. When and that's our audience is a small bubble and no one in our audience wanted to see it. But that's, you know, that's you take a sample section from. I also think it's crap. Alpaca Nation 87. Hello, gents. Do you think Orton has a chance of capturing the title at Extreme Rules? No. Well, if you're... A... I like your idea, though. Thanks, mate. Bobby and MVP win the tag straps. Mm. Randy wins the title. Riddle's like, maybe you are a solo. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think he's got a chance of winning. Okay. No, there's no chance. There's storyline potential. Yeah, yeah. Also, oh, yeah. hopping mindset-wise to AEW for a second, everyone just wants to talk about AEW. Who do you think is next for Punk? Does he continue the association with Alan Sting or move on to settle scores? I think they will do a six-man tag on an episode of Dynamite or something. Probably Rampage, because that's their new pet project. But it will be you know, Sting, Darby, and Punk versus 2.0 and Garcia. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a big-time thing. Then Punk probably will move on to the whatever's next for him. But who, who is next for, for CM Punk? God, that, that something in me. Not Orange Cassidy. I oh. kind of want Orange Cassidy. Yeah. As a little be. filler between... Maybe a number one contenders match with Hangman Page at full gear. I do like, I mean, I've, I've said that I think him going against Page would be really interesting because you can play off the whole sobriety aspect of it, with, you know, which works so amazing with Page's character. I think Punk that, has to turn here. That's what I was yeah. going to say. It only really works if Punk is full on straight edge heel for that to work. Fascinatingly, I'm uh, listening to Brian's autobiography at the moment just because I thought it would be interesting considering the AEW debut. Brian Danielson, there's not Brian, Brian Alvarez. Brian Danielson, yeah. Not Brian Alvarez's. And I, the bit I listened to on the way here, he's talking about how much he enjoyed wrestling punk during that stint in WWE. And he said, unfortunately, even though we had great chemistry, I don't see us ever wrestling again. <laughs> Oh, look at us now. Well, look at us now. Who'd have thought we'd get here, eh? Dean Barretton. The treatment of Hardy has contributed to the negative response on the reviews, even though he has been doing nothing for two years. In terms of Cross, are you telling me he is basically Patrick Bateman from American Psycho returning videotapes then? Oh, I don't think he's Patrick Bateman from American Psycho whatsoever. No. No. Aside from the fact he wore oh, a suit. Because he wore a suit. Yeah, no. Um... The treatment of Hardy has contributed to the negative response on these on the reviews. I think that's just because no one's interested in Jeff Hardy at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll hot tag to you for the final bit. Charles Berg, poor review. Um, I still can't put up the images. This is Sadie, and, and I'll be honest, Charles, we probably won't be able to get the images up <laughs> anytime soon. Anytime yeah. soon. Uh, this is Sadie and Poppy. Sadie is the big one. Poppy is the small one. Poppy is a Yorkie mix. Well, Sadie is some unknown combo. They're a great tag team. Nicknames: Sadie Sausage and Poppy Pepperoni. Uh, Ace of Spades and Jalapeno Popper, 11 out of 10. Ace of Sades. 
Oh, do apologize. Uh, he also said, don't worry if you're still unable to show the picture. Te technical difficulties. Not in technical difficulties, just that mouse is over there. Uh, it's hard for me to operate a computer that's halfway across the room. Um, I want to reiterate, I'm thrilled that you guys are okay sharing my dogs on a wrestling podcast. And hopefully my dogs help you and the chat smile after a terrible show. Jam that jam. It's actually all right. Uh, Gary Cox said, hey guys, how can we watch Rampage in the UK? Fight TV. Matt Howard, hey guys, didn't watch Raw as I'm unable, as I'm not able to put up with WWE anymore. Full AEW, Mark. I uh, get much more enjoyment out of watching your reviews. Side note, when is Ollie releasing his finance and business lecture he promised us on Sunday? I haven't had a chance to talk to you about this yet, <laughs> but I was going through the comments and I, there was even a poll that you did of just like, do you want us to talk about this show or pensions? Yeah. Well, I what can't. Happened? I can't remember what got me onto it, <coughs> but I'd had a couple of drinks, <laughs> and I just started uh, telling people how they should put money in their. I thought maybe cryptocurrency <laughs> came up. I was like, "Don't no, no, not crypto. Pensions is the is the surefire way to to have accumulate wealth into your old age. Yeah. It's not sexy, but it's the best thing." I'm currently going through, a, you know, I've got a kid on the way, right? Yeah. I'm currently, and my <clears throat> wife and I are doing the same thing. We're consolidating our pensions that I've accrued over various companies into one place. I should have done this years ago, absolutely years ago. Thankfully, I've got a very good pension here, and I've got a very, very nice setup with, with you guys. So I'm you know, feeling very confident going into my old age, but that is because of my pension choices. Mm. And the earlier you get started, the better. I wish I knew this when I was 20. Oh, if I'd have done this when I was 20. Granted, I never had a job that would have given me a pension no. when I was 20. But you could set up your own. There's so many things to talk about with pensions. But yeah, I just started talking about this. And then Pete was like, shut up, Ollie. Pay attention to me. <laughs> like, be more responsible with your money, Pete. Yeah, Pete and, won't be saying that in 10 years' time. Yeah. And then we ran a poll, and it was legit 50-50. <laughs> <laughs> See, but I, here's the thing. I enhanced that poll, like the image that the uh, mod mother had taken yeah. of it. Pension chat was actually slightly ahead, which suggests to me it was 50.5 to 49.5. Love a Brexit vote. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, not anytime soon, but if anyone needs help, I will <clears throat> offer information for what's the word? Entertainment and information purposes only? I'm not an expert. Yeah. So gotta say. Uh, also, me and Ollie had such a sexy chat before SummerSlam, uh, where I said to him, I was like, oh, mate, I need to talk to you about death in service and what that means for my pension. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Yeah, can't wait to do the stream now, Luke. <laughs> By the way, I still haven't had that chat with you. <laughs> oh, it's me, isn't it? Sorry, I'm doing the chats. Hold on. Uh, where did I get to? Um, uh, Salvation awaits. Hey, guys, I think you missed my Omega chat earlier in the show. Um, used to be an Ollie Davis mark, might be start being a Chopper Pete mark. Still can't believe it's his birthday again already. Um, it would benefit over a $5 amount, would mm. been the reason why we might have missed it, um, unless our moderators can go through and see if they can let us know about that. Um, uh, CJ Lilly, have you seen the BT ad for WWE where they have Adam Cole still promoting NXT? You must think he works for them and shocked that he isn't. Um, don't be shocked, this... Sorry, don't be shocked. This isn't Alexa related. They'll be back soon <laughs> as either she'll be champion of Extreme Rules or perhaps freed of Lily. Um, that BT ad will have just been in place for months. I opened up Raw on the BT Sport Player today and the thumbnail was Becky Lynch. And it's not even new Becky Lynch. Yeah, it's yeah, Becky Lynch <laughs> from like two years, three years ago. It's because like TV doesn't... 
people who show WWE don't watch the product. So mm. they like Sky Sports had the same like images of wrestlers and the same like text for wrestlers for like 20 years. They custom thumbnails are how you get people to click on things. I, I'm actually surprised streaming services don't do that for their live shows. Netflix do. Yeah, yeah, but like uh, oh, right, the, the other ones. Uh, and thank you to Rob the Jobber Whoa. for becoming yes. a member. Thank you so, so much. So, story time with Luke Owen. Baby. Baby. I, um, I got to work yesterday. I... No, actually, I'll cycle back. Last week, mm. I was in the office oh, twice with you. And I had my ramen bowls. And I was making my little homemade yeah, ramen bowls. Yeah, tasty. Bars. Yeah, so I made like a little, like, almost a pot noodle, homemade pot noodle. And I was rehydrating the noodles with my boiling water and creating my ramen uh, soup with it and all this stuff. Yeah, delightful stuff. But I don't always want ramen soup. Like, I don't want the soup base. I just want all the flavors from it. So I, on Friday, when I was at home, I just cooked up some of the, I just cooked up my uh, soba noodles, got my to tofu out of the fridge, reheated that in the microwave, and then I created a little, like, uh, at the bottom of the dish, soy sauce, mirin, a bit of sriracha, mix that up together, toss the noodles into that with some frozen veg, because it's cheap and easier that way, and put my tofu on top of that, delightful little noodle dish. I was like, oh, this was great, really, really enjoyed this. This is what I'm going to do at work on Monday. So a lot of that I didn't make any sense. <laughs> so you had a stir fry? Um, it's sort of a stir is fry. It a stir fry? I'm basically a stir yeah. fry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. I know what a stir fry is. Yeah. Basically, I made a stir fry. Mm. Um, so I was like, I'm going to do this at work because this would be dead easy to do. So There's I, no cooking equipment here. Well, no, but I so say here's what I did. I cooked my noodles and then I put them into the and I cooked my noodles with some uh, frozen mm -hmm. veg, put that mm -hmm. into the pots, and uh, I doused it in um, doused it sort of like made my little uh, sauce for it and everything. And then I brought my tofu and I was like, I'll just reheat that in the microwave. It did not work. Mm. Unfortunately, the noodles, when they had dried, because they'd gone, you know, because I'd left them to cool down, had all like clumped together. The noodle loaf. I could essentially cut it with a knife. Mm. Um, What's wrong with that? Well, Have a little slice of noodles. It was like slice of noodles. Paste some tofu on it, and then you've got lovely tofu on noodle toast. It just didn't quite work how I'd intended it to. Mm. Adam sort of made fun of me for it. He's, uh, he's, he's nasty. He is a, he's a mean boy at yeah. times. I got my own back on him today a little bit. Though. What did you do? Well, because I came into the office today and, oh, well, Andy's there, obviously. So the pair of them are complaining, it's too hot today. And they've got two different, like, airs air going on at the moment, blasting cold air into the room. And Andy was like, it's really hot. And I was like, well, no. And he said to Adam, Andy said to Adam, oh, Luke's weird. He just like doesn't get affected by heat or cold. You, you, are, you are very and resilient. I, and I just said, well, yeah, because I regulate my own body temperature like a big boy, like, an, like a grown adult. Oh, was. right. <laughs> oh, okay. So me, I'm sitting here dripping in sweat. I'm not a big boy, am I? <laughs> just regulate your body temperature. Anywho. By the way, just, uh, just on that, I got the office and air conditioning unit. You did. That we currently have right now that we're using. You might be able to hear the hum in the background. That, that's been there the whole half day that Adam and Andy were aware of that they could have used, but they like to complain. <laughs> <laughs> so today, I, I modified it ever so slightly. Mm. I'm learning from sort of mistakes that I'm making along the way, right? So today, when I was prepping my lunch, I got one of my little plastic container things and I put in the dried noodles with the frozen veggies 
in a separate container, put my tofu. Dry, like not even, it's no. proper dry, not dry cooked. So you're yeah. just going to boil a kettle, put it over. Exactly. That cooking, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So I was like, this is brilliant. Oh, my tofu, by the way. Oh, it's so good. Mm -hmm. A little bit of cornstarch in there to give it like a proper crispy outing mm -hmm. for it. And I cooked that in some um, sesame oil and some chili flakes, a bit of garlic powder. Oh, it was delight. It's so, so good. I'm so pleased with it. Um, everything's going great. Get my little tub, pour my noodle, uh, pour my water over onto my noodles, close the lid so mm. it encapsulates all of the heat and everything. Little hot box. Little hot box for it. And I was like, this is going so swimmingly. Put my tofu into the microwave, ding, 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 two minutes. It's great. And a little pot that I've kept out the side that's got soy sauce, mirin, a little bit of sesame oil in there, and a little bit of sriracha, which isn't really Japanese, but you know, sort of mix that together. And I was like, and I'll douse that into my noodles once they're ready. Ping, microwave goes. I open it up. You have, have you been to the kitchen today? No. There is a smell in the kitchen today. Oh, no. I opened it up, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, that's a weird smell. What, did you create the smell? I was like, I was like, that's a, oh, I'll get to that. That's a weird smell. And then I picked out the tub, and I was like, wow, that's really hot. That's hotter than I would expect it to be. And then I looked. The bottom of the pot that I had used had melted. Oh, no. And had, like, fused to, like, the, um, to the, the, bit in the microwave and like my tofu would like been stuck into it, it was like covered in burnt plastic essentially uh. and all of a sudden this smell oh, just man. like came out and you, <laughs> I don't know if it'll be there when like after we've done this but I went up there sort of half an hour after I'd had my lunch and I was like oh the smell is still lingering so how did it taste I did. I threw the tofu away. Ah, I'm, not gonna eat, I'm not going to eat it. It's covered in plastic. It's covered no, it's in mel for melted you. plastic. Bit meal. of plastic. All the fishes eat it. You're saying you're better than a fish? <laughs> like a big boy. Yeah. And you know, you can't regulate your own body filtration of toxins. So in the end, I just had some basic plain noodles. I mean, I did have it in my oh. little soy sauce mirroring like, concoction, which was very delightful, but it wasn't. I, I, I'm so close to getting it. I'm so close to getting it, like, getting my perfect lunch sorted for work. Well, it sounds like you were very close. It's just a container issue. You need, you need microwavable containers. There were also bigger boys up there as well. Oh, no. I know. That, that, the, bigger, the bigger boys from the other office. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're so big. They're so cool. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. And one of them knows They've who we are. They've got thumping music. Yeah. And their office is all neon purple. And they, and they know who we are as well. How do they not get eye strain disorders? I don't know. I don't know how you work. We've got a lot of natural light well lit in our office. That one is dark. I did think that because I walked past their office once and they've got like a giant TV up mm. on the wall. I'm assuming with like an Amazon Fire Stick in it or something because they had BBC iPlayer just on the menu thing. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought to myself, God, they're cool. Yeah. Wow. Like, like they could just watch iPlayer if they wanted to. And just bash on series three of this country. Yeah. It could, they could just watch Ghosts. Like oh if they God. so choose. Or like go back and watch old, like old series of Celebrity MasterChef. Should we kick off some some hijinks between the offices. <laughs> yeah. Or we, we, we take their remote control or we get one of the universal remote controls. Are they still a thing? Oh, I don't know. We used to, a kid used to bring it into the school <laughs> and we'd, we'd control the TV at the front of the class. It was so much fun. Luke's, his name was Luke. Oh, was it really? Anyway, we get one of those. And then when they're not looking, you know, just stand by the window, tie your shoelace. <laughs> and put on the lamest show. Yeah. Like, so I'm thinking, like, keeping up appearances, like a, an 80s, yeah. 90s show, or just a really bad current show. So, like, the hit list with the whomses. I've 
no not idea. seen this no. on Saturdays? Oh, God, no. It's like prime time, six, seven o'clock on BBC One. Mm. They play the first two seconds of a song. And people have got to, the contestants have got to go, that is this from that. Oh, but it's like a pub quiz round. Exactly. Turned into a quiz show. Yeah. Mm. With, yeah. And uh, yeah. <laughs> put, the, put that on. Yeah. You could put on like um, bank balance. Like Gordon Ramsay. You see Gordon yeah. Ramsay? Oh, crazy. that's so comp. We, we talked about that. <laughs> yeah, put on something like yeah, that. Bank and balance. people will go, what? Why are they watching Bank Balance? The problem is, because they're so cool, they might ironically embrace it. And then everyone in the office will be like, oh my God, Bank Balance, am I right? Oh, no! Yeah. Ah. Well, also speaking of people that are cooler than us, I was listening to Talking Simpsons' um, sister show they do, What a Cartoon, mm. on the way here. Patreon feed, because I am a Patreon backer of theirs. So I'm listening to next week's episode, one week early. Uh, and they talked about my book. No way. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. They, their guest, Matt McMuscles. Matt McMuscles said, like, he didn't say my name, but he said the title of my book and said, it's quite good. And where can you get that delightful book? At the internet. Um, oh, it's also, a I mean, terrible self-publicist. I don't know if this is also a bit of a, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this sort of thing. I'd imagine it's fine. <clears throat> OSW using it as well. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. That's really cool. Actually, I need to brag about that to Adam when I go back into the office. <laughs> Remind me of that. Uh, anyway, that's all we've got time for on this edition of the show. Um, more news from the bigger boys next week. Uh, mm. See what happens with all of that going on. Um, we'll be back tomorrow, or rather Pete and Tempest. Is it Tempest tomorrow? Should be. I'll be back from Chicago. Yeah, do some work, Tempest. Um, doing the podcast with, for NXT with Pete. And on Thursday, me and Ollie get to talk about AEW Dynamite, which I'm really excited about. So excited for. Take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.